Welcome to Epiphany Brooklyn's podcast. I am Brandon Watts, lead pastor here at Epiph. Thanks so much for tuning in. Our desire is to join Jesus in his mission to redeem our city. May God bless you as you listen and consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Grace and peace. Psalm 34, I'll bless the Lord at all times and his praises shall continuously be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Can we just do it for a second? Everybody that's in this room, can we just like lift up a praise unto the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Wherever you are at home, if you could just lift up a praise to Jesus Christ. He is worthy of our praise. Would you do me a favor? Take a second and just share this link. Let somebody know that we are live, that we are worshiping Jesus, and we are about to get into the word of God. I would be remiss if I didn't take a moment to welcome all of our first time. I, I don't even know what we call them these days. First time visitors, first time log honors. I, I don't even know. Just made that up. But uh, those of you who are hanging out with us for the first time, we are excited. It is a big deal that you decide to click on the link today. And so we, we are grateful for you and we just welcome you and we thank God for you. I just quickly wanna lift up one quick announcement that Gabe made, which is our COVID-19 hardship fund. Um, we are in a new year and all, all um, most of last year, we've tried our best to serve you and serve our community in any way we can. We realize many of you have been uh, impacted by this pandemic, whether you are an hourly worker and your hours were cut or you were laid off or uh, bills are just continuous, continually coming. Um, wh whatever it is, we want to be able to serve you. So if you'll go to our website and click on that link, we, I mean, I don't know any other place where we are literally saying we want to give you resources. We want to help you because we believe that as a church, it is not just the government we should look to, but it is the church, the pillar ground in truth that should be able to provide for our community. So please fill out that link. Uh, well, I'm excited. Today is a good day. It is time for the word of the Lord. Uh, it's Deuteronomy 8.3 that says, Man can't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And I'm excited today because really two reasons. Number one, I get a, a bit of a break, but I also get to sit down and just be ministered to and be pastored and be fathered today. Uh, let, let me take you guys back on a, on a quick journey of my life, which I feel like I've shared so much with you guys, but... I'm 40 now, and I remember at the age of 13 when uh, my mother and father packed up my brother and, and I and took us up north. We, we grew up in the central part of Jersey, central part, really the shore, and uh, took us up 18. Those of you who are from Jersey know what I'm talking about, Route 18, and uh, we ended up on a street called George Street, and we walked into this building that was I mean, newly purchased, wasn't even fully renovated yet. And we walked in and I can't explain it besides the choir gets up and the choir is bumping and it's mad young people everywhere. And um, man, I'm 13 and I'm just like so impacted by this service. And then, and then throughout the years, many years, uh, throughout three decades, I've been able to not really have a front row seat. I've shared this with Bishop privately and I want to do so publicly. I've had like a third, fourth, maybe even fifth uh, row seat to be able to watch this ministry. And I, I can go on record today and say that literally, I think Epiphany Church would not have been birthed if it wasn't for the impact that this ministry has made. I told Bishop his, his reach goes beyond just New Brunswick, but it has trickled up Fulton Street and 
hit us here at Epiphany Church. And, uh, and he does it with such swag. I mean, OG Holy Ghost swag. And so I, I'm grateful today to have the ministry of, uh, of Bishop George C. Wright. Let me say this real quick. Today we are getting pastored and we are getting fathered. You know, it's Titus that says the older generation should teach the younger generation. Older women teach the younger women. And it's something so important about uh, making sure that the older tenured voice is speaking into our church. And when we went to this year, I, I mean, I almost felt like I heard the Lord say, you need more sage wisdom in the church. And so I'm so excited that you guys will get today to eat from the table that I've ate, to, ate from for three decades long. So y'all do me a favor. Y'all give a good... Brooklyn, welcome to Bishop George C. Wright. My man. Hallelujah. Oh, man. I am thine, O Lord. I have heard thy voice, and it told of thy love toward me. How I long to rise in the arms of faith and be closer drawn to thee. Jesus, draw me dear, near a blessed Lord, <laughs> to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me near, Jesus, near a blessed Lord, to thy precious. <laughs> oh yeah, to thy precious bleed. I just want to be close to you, Jesus. I gotta be close to you, Jesus. To thy precious Gracious God, I don't, I don't need anything other than you right now. So I, I wait on you for the purpose of you showing forth your divine glory on behalf of every listener person that has tuned in today. I so await what you would say to the people that would shift, change, rearrange, reset their lives in the direction of only you. That's all so we wanted you. All we needed you. And for some of us, all we have is you. Lord, we would have never made it. I would have never made it this far without you. So I ask that you will show yourself strong and mighty through, the, through your word. <laughs> and I ask that you will think through my mind, speak through my lips, give me clarity of speech, precision of pronunciation, so that I would... 
I would do exactly what you want. What you wanted to be done in these next few moments. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. What a joy it is to be in the presence of the Lord. What a joy it is to be in the house of the Lord. What is it? What a joy it is to be breathing. How about that? Just to be alive. If you are alive today and you you need to know that you're alive today, if you're watching today, if you have tuned in today, you need to know that God has something special for you. That you are not ordinary. You are super extraordinary. You are amazing. And God has has a plan yet in store for your lives. God has a plan. He has a purpose. He has a pace. He has what you need for your lives. Well, let me, let me get back to protocol of what I'm supposed to do. Give an honor to God who is ahead of my life and to the pastor of this great church. To Pastor Brandon and his precious wife, Ty. I thank you. And to the staff and the crew and all the people of God that have decided to commit themselves to this thing called ministry. Thank you all. Thank you for this privilege of having me come. And uh, I, I, I don't know how to be other than honest. When the invitation came, I was uh, trying to figure out a way not to come. I was like, they don't, don't they know this is COVID? Don't they understand that we don't, we don't even, we're not doing in person right now. So the time went on, and I kind of forgot about this invitation. My daughter reminded me again, and uh, I said, well, who are these peoples? <laughs> and she began to run down who they were, and Brandon and his wife, time, and she shared with me, so your names precede you, you know, I, I found out some things about you, but I still was like, Lord, why, uh, what's... Should I go? And then when I, I got to be honest with you, when I arrived here, it started to make sense. And I know some of us, we're, we're in that real spiritual stage of our lives where everything has to be. I understand. I understand. I, I, you know, some of us, we, we're in that state of mind where everything is when we come to the worship the Lord is, is the wow. Wow. Whoa. Whoa. You know, that thing. Get, well, whatever. But. It was just a, 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 it was like a peace. I don't know if we've, if, we've, if we've all figured that out yet, but I believe when God established you to be somewhere and to do something, I believe a, a sense of peace will come. Now, the, the challenge in that is that we, not know, we don't always know when it's going to come, but we trust God and, and, it, and it happens. So thank you for the invitation. Let me get into the word of the Lord because time is moving on. Let me draw your attention real quickly to the word of the Lord found in the book of Philippians, chapter number three, verse number 14. Very familiar passage of scripture. It is a very familiar passage of scripture. Some of you have studied this, you learned this, and you worked on this. But the Lord gave me something, uh, and I've got to say this, and I'm not super duper spiritual. As a matter of fact, I'm just trying to do what God called me to do and, yeah. and try to, I'm trying to keep myself encouraged just like you're trying to keep yourself encouraged as well as we do the work that I, we call ministry. But, but, but this particular text kind of stands out and I believe it's a word for this house and for you, the people of God that are watching and listening. And then visitors, if you're visiting us for the first time, welcome. welcome. 
This is a word for you as well. The Bible says, I press toward the mark. This is Paul talking to the church. Paul is describing to us what is necessary after he has dealt with all the things that he had to deal with prior to coming to this particular moment in his, in his articulation of the word of the Lord that was found in him because it had to be found in him first before he can deliver it to somebody else. He says, after all I've been through, study at the feet of Gamaliel. You know, I went to the university and I, I found out some things about God. He said, but I count all that as dung. Because the thing that I now have to understand I have to do is, he says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be unto God. I want to talk just for a few minutes about uh, next level. What is the next level? Where do we go from here? Not only do I want to challenge you by sharing those words with you, but I also want to put it in the form of a challenge to you, you know, personally. Where are you? And do you have any idea of where you're going from where you are? Everything I believe about knowing the Lord Jesus, becoming a part of the kingdom of God, has to do with a press moving forward. You know, the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I come that you might have life and that you may have it more abundantly. So, so not only do I want to challenge you by reading this text, but I want you to ask yourself the question, where am I going? Or what is the next for my life? God has a way, I believe, always of, of get, putting us in, in the arena where we are constantly being developed. We go from one stage of living to another stage of living. Life kind of moves us from one degree to the next degree. And I want to kind of give you some, some tools today. I want to give you some tools so that you can press toward the mark for the fulfillment of God's purpose and plan for your life so that you can move your life in a progression in a way that you will step forward and be the light that God puts you in this world to be the light that shines brighter than the darkness. He calls you to be the light of the world, the city that sits on the hill that cannot be hid. So, so the challenge is for us, how do we get, Bishop, how do I get to my next level? I want to I just kind of put some thoughts in you. And I know what I'm going to share with you, you probably have heard before, but this is just a reminder. One of the things that helps to recondition our lives or to condition our lives so that we can walk out the thing that God has placed inside of us is the regimen of faith. And the Bible says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So it takes you hearing over and over again. It's the regimen of faith. It is, it is the uh, continuous flow of the word of God. So, so if you heard it before, just hear it again and, and let it bless your life. Here are some tools. Now, let me, let me start off by saying, in order for you to press toward the mark or the pride of the high calling of the Lord Jesus Christ, in order for you to press, you got to have the right attitude. You got to have what I call the spirit of excellence. You see, too long have we kind of moved away from the, the, the power and the grace that God gives us to do ministry in an excelling way or in an excellent way. Way. So we need excellence now as we do ministry. I always say this, I do this, I share this phrase every now and then. My imagination needs stimulation of association with successful others. I know you didn't get that. Hold up. My imagination needs stimulation of association with successful others. In other words, at this season of my life, I don't know about you, but I need to be around people who are successful in living. 
whether you're living for the kingdom of God or whether you're living for your own parent, for your, your own uh, household, your parents, your, your, your life or whatever. But there has to be within us this thing called excellence. You know why? Because excellence gives birth to a serious opportunity or promotion that comes from God. Oh, I don't know that that makes sense. And I don't want to belabor that. I don't want to stay in there long. But this is what we have to have. Excellence has everything to do with your commitment to the thing that God has called you to do. That excellence, excellence is an attention to details that gives birth to superior, superior performance. And I know people will say, well, we're not performing in church. Yes, we are. We are lifting up the name of Jesus. We are making clear the kingdom of God to the world. And we can't do it half-heartedly. We can't do it without some diligence. We can't do it without some real excellence coming from us, you know? I believe, and let me say this to this church, I believe that you have a deposit inside of you that is sufficient enough to carry out the vision that God has placed on this house. Okay, Lord, you didn't tell me I was going to kind of like do that. Okay, 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 I'll go with it. Here's what I believe. Even for this house, the impact of this church, the impact of this house of worship is determined by the sum total of the potential of the members working together. I love you, Jesus. Working together, working in harmony with the plan of God for this, for this house, for this vision. Mm. And God has given you everything you need to bring about the expression of his kingdom from the heart of the leader that God has placed before you into the hearts and into your homes so that we can produce the kingdom of God that will be sustained throughout eternity. Mm. So there has to be a press with us. And let me encourage this church, Epiphany, y'all got to keep the press on. You can't slow down now. And in order for that to happen, you got you you to put within you this thing called obedience. You see, in order for us to, to press toward the things of God, we have to have a passion for the things of God. And one of the things that I've understood about a passion for God, you've got to have, first of all, a passion to obey God. Now, there's certain areas that you've got to understand. According to God, uh, uh, you, you know, you have to accept. Okay, here it is. In order for you to contain, maintain a passion for God, for excellence in ministry, you have to obey God and you have to accept God as the final word over your life. He's the, th- this is it. If he said it, okay, don't get excited. Don't get excited. Okay. If he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. God's word cannot come back to himself void and empty, but whatever he sends it out to do, it will accomplish that. His word is still quick and powerful, sharpening into two-edged sword, dividing asunder soul and spirit. It is his word that is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. You got to accept God as the most important person and his word, the most important thing you could ever accept and receive. You got to accept it. Number two, you got to take hold. You got to take bold action, not 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 take hold of it, but you got to take bold action of obedience. You got to just obey. You got to obey. You just got to obey. Sometimes God gives one part and and he doesn't give us the whole thing, but you just got to obey God with the part that he gives you. I'm working on a message. And uh, the subject of the message I'm, I'm working on now is, w- w- what do you still have? Because the enemy makes it, make, wants to make you think you, you lost it all, you don't have enough. 
but you still got some stuff. Okay, another thing in obeying God, you got to learn how to attack every uh, thought that will distract you from, from, the, from the pursuit. Uh, you got to do like the Bible says, you got to cast down every imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the will and the purpose and the plan of God. Okay, okay, real quick. Let me, let me go to some real um, solid tools that I want to I wanna give you today. Here it is. In order for you and I, and, and especially for this house of worship, and those of you that are connected to this house, and those of you that will be connected to the house, because I need you to know something. You're not tuning in today just by chance. Believe me when I tell you, it's a setup. And some of you have been contemplating. You've been figuring, what should I do? Should I connect with this man? I don't know if I want to. Yes. Yes. Okay, let me say it. Let me say it in a spiritual way. Yes. <laughs> You need to connect. You need to come on. Okay, here's, here's what you need to go to the next level. This is the final thing that I want to give you that you need to go to the next level. You got to have the right vision. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 29, verse number 18, and I like reading it from the Message Bible. Here's what it says. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. And I know you want to be blessed. Don't you look at me like that. I know you want to be blessed. So what you need is you need the right vision. You got to get a, the right vision for where God is taking you. We're talking about going to the next level. We're talking about advancing our lives beyond this COVID, beyond this racism, beyond, I don't know y'all got into the political thing, but beyond all of that, you're going to another place in the kingdom of God, in the will of God, in the purpose of God, and in the plan of God for your life. And I want to help you to get there. You got to have vision. You see, what I've understood was where, wherever there is a willingness of heart to progress, a, uh, a readiness to learn new skills, new, new methods of doing this thing called ministry. No, I'm not saying you got to throw the mission away. We got to maintain our, our hold to the mission of the church, the mission of the kingdom of God, the mission of the call of God, the mission of the church. Yet at the same time, we cannot get so locked in that we miss the opportunity to change our methods. I don't know if that helps anybody. So when there's a readiness to learn new skills, new methods, when there is, when there's, there is motivation to excel. And let me just pause just for a second. Let me tell you all something. If you're not motivated after that praise and worship up in here, you, I don't know. I don't know where you're going to go. I don't know what you're going to do. But that was enough motivation for your excelling and moving your life to the next level. Oh, I hope somebody's getting this today. And then when there's a boldness to act upon those things that God presents to you, there will be an advancement. There'll be a movement toward your next level. Okay, let me, let me give you some more understanding of this thing called the vision. Your journey, you see, your journey to the next level starts with a vision. Yeah, uh, the vision, yeah. The, the, here, here's what you got to do. You got to get the right vision for yourself. The transformation of any state has more to do with how you see yourself than the situation that you are faced with. Let me try that one more time. The transformation of any state has more to do with how you see yourself. Because, see, if you don't see yourself advancing, going to the next level, then you won't go there. You won't arrive there. The transformation of any state, transformation, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may present your... About, listen, 
you got to renew your the, the transformation takes place in the renewing of your mind when you fix in your mind or get the vision in your mind of where you're getting ready to go sometimes you know faith is activated when you see yourself somewhere that you have not arrived at but you believe that you're on your way there yeah that's that's how vision and faith works so you want to get a clear vision of yourself because the transformation of any state has more to do. I don't care what's going on in your life. You can change that situation by how you, how you view yourself. How do you view, view yourself? How do you see yourself in relationship to how God sees you? Who am I getting ready to pull out of some stuff right now? You got to get a different vision. You got to see things a little bit clearer. You got you to start to see right now. Oh, Jesus, that was horrible. No, that was not good. That was so terrible. So your journey to the next level starts with vision. You got to get, get a vision of yourself. And you got to see yourself above average. You can't see yourself normal. And the way that happens is that you got you to meditate. You got to concentrate. You got to focus on the things of God. Where there is clarity of vision, there is acceleration to the known goal. You, you might want to type that. Yeah. I, I'll say it again. I got it written here. Where there is clarity of vision. Hear me, where there's clarity of vision, there is acceleration to the known goal. Paul said, I press toward the mark. I'm going somewhere. There's another level for me. And this is how I'm going to get there. Vision, vision. You might want to write this down. Oh, you're going to have to use shorthand. I don't know. Vision is, is, is a divine portrait of potential possibilities that details the rescue strategy for mankind and even for yourself from this perishing predicament that we've gotten ourselves into. A vision gives us the potential of possibilities. When I, when I get a vision, see, where there is no vision, the people perish. When there, is, when there is no redemptive revelation, the people put off constraints. But if people can begin to see what God is doing, if you get a vision of what God is doing, the vision will awaken within you possibilities. I'm almost there, y'all. Vision will awaken within you possibilities. See, if I can see what I don't see, but I see it through the eyes of faith, then there's a possibility that I can reach it. I can achieve it. I can embrace it. I can take hold of it. Ah, oh, that's how faith works, y'all. It works in the area of things that are not seen, but it is still seen because it is seen in me. You see, you got to get it in your knower. You got to know it in your knower. You got to get it in your spirit because God is a spirit in the way that he deals with us. Sometimes beyond this natural, uh, uh, these natural proclivities, it is, it is to wrap ourselves up in his spirit because the spirit will engage you to see beyond what you see in the natural. It is a, what did I say? It is a divine portrait of potential possibilities. I'm sorry, I'm screaming. Why am I screaming? If you get that right there, I promise you, you get that right there, your life is about to make a whole different movement toward a new level of living. If you can embrace what I just said, a portrait, a divine, not just a human thing, but a divine portrait of possibilities. And we know, come on, come on, scripture people. And we know that all things are possible 
to them, him that believeth, to them that believeth. It is a possibility. Oh, I don't care what the enemy told you. I don't care how many times you've been denied. I don't care how many times you've been thrown to the side. I don't care how many times you felt like you were a failure. There is always a portrait of possibilities that God will give you if you can just open up your eyes and see it. Ah, oh, God, help me. Somebody's, somebody's starting to feel a little bit better about who you are right now. I can sense it. I can feel it. Vision. Vision is important, important because vision moves you forward. Paul says, I press after seeing all that he had come through, after engaging in all that he had engaged in. He says, but I still got a press in me and my press is toward the mark. For the prize. Oh, I want to I almost dance and shout on that one right there. For the mark, the prize. There's something that is awaiting you that's going to affect you in a way that it will prompt you to believe God even more. Now, I know that sounds a little interesting right there. And I don't have time to break that down. But the reason why there is a reward, there is a goal, there is a mark. There's something that God has prepared for you, waiting for you, if you can be steadfast, unmovable. If you, can, if you can get the right vision, if you can see clearly to your next level, there's something waiting for you. You must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently. Come on, that's the word, y'all. Okay, let me give you three things and I'm going to be done. I'm trying. I'm trying. Vision. M- moving forward. How do I get to my next level? How do I get there? Okay, let me give you some practical things. The way that you get to your next level, yeah, you got to press. Yes, you got to be diligent. Yes, you got to be committed. Yes, you got you to acquire the spirit of excellence. You, I, I'm not going to settle for what is right now. Mm-mm. I don't want to be average. No, the kingdom ain't nothing average about the kingdom of God. I don't want to be average. I want to be first class. I want. You see, what... When you want to be first class, you act like first class. That's a whole nother teaching. There's a testimony I have with that right there, but I don't know. I'll never forget when we were traveling a lot, preaching a lot, traveling around the world, around the nation, and I would, you know, we booked the flights, and there were times, a couple of times happened when I couldn't get a first class ticket. I couldn't get a first class seat because it was taken. But when I got to the airport, I, I didn't go there bummy. I went there dressed. Now, it's a whole new day now. But I would, I would put on a, uh, sometime I would fly and put on a suit and ties. And my, I have on my best duds. Because I, I needed people to know that I am not your average bear. No, I mean, um, I'm not your average guy. And, and if, if I want excellence in my living, I got to act like excellence is in my life. Stuff doesn't start outside of you. It starts within you. So I had to, I had to be good with me. I had to be satisfied with me. And so I would dress accordingly. So when I get to the counter and I say, by the way, dear, how are you today? Is everything all right with you? Well, listen. I normally fly this way. Could you possibly check for me and see if by chance someone canceled and there is a first class? They look at me. Excuse me. Let me check for you because I because I deserve the best that God has 
Oh, I'm sorry. I need to act like it. Which means the world, here's a principle, looks on the outward. But God sees the heart. So the world is looking at the outward appearance. And I come to know that. So I had to get my outward appearance to look like I needed to be in first class. And it happened to me several times. That's, that's another message. That's another message. Okay. How do I get to my next level? Number one. Why am I screaming? Because I need you to get this. In order for you to get in the press and to get to your next level, it must be calculated. You need to write this down. Your next level is a calculated move. It is a, write this down, it is a calculated pursuit. I get to my next level by way of a calculated pursuit. I strategize. Have mercy, Jesus. That means you got to take some time in preparing. I say this all the time to my church. Preparation is the key to life. What you prepare for will ultimately be a part of who you are. It'll come to you. If you prepare for something great, it'll happen. If you prepare for something mad, angry, if you prepare for it, it will happen as well. But preparation is the key to life. And you got to strategize now. You got to strategically plan. You got to stop uh, wishing and hoping things will happen. You got to think things to its proper place in you and in your life. I'm doing a series at the church now about focus. We got to focus. We're resetting our focus. You got to get rid of all the clutter and begin to calculate your next move so that you can arrive there. If you don't calculate it, it's it's like the Bible says, come on. If you don't count up the cost, you'll not arrive. So it is a calculated pursuit. For me, I work according to a predetermined plan. I plan to advance. I put things in my life that will help me. I'm screaming. That will help me to advance. I, I calculate things. Sometimes we, we, we forget that you got to think through what you're thinking through. That's counting up the cost. You got to think through what you're thinking through and, and get your focus on what you want to do. So that you can arrive at that place where the doing becomes who you are. You see, for me, excellence is not what I do. Excellence is who I am. I do what I do. So it is a calculated pursuit. So you got you to gotta, you gotta strategize. You got to make up in your mind that this is how I'm going to move my life further. You see, let, I'm sorry. I got to pause just for a second. Because some of y'all, you, you're trying to figure out, I'm, 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 I, I need to lose weight now. This, this whole pandemic, I'm picking up weight. I need to lose weight. Well, how are you going to do it? You got to calculate. You got to put a predetermined plan in place. That means you got to get up in the morning and work out. After you pray or while you're praying, you got to work out, <laughs> calculate. I need, I need to set my, 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 I'm so time conscious now more than I've ever been in my whole life. I don't like to be late for nothing. I'm time conscious, so it's calculated. Okay, let me go to the next level. Number two, your pursuit to the next level has everything to do with a conscious pursuit. I'm sorry, I know where I'm going. <laughs> Snatching up because I know where I'm going with this. It's a conscious pursuit. I, I purpose to live and operate a certain way. Absolutely. It is in my mind. 
There's nothing you could do about it against me. It is in my consciousness. I operate this way. This is the way I do what I do. In other words, what I do is intentional. Oh, glory. I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continue to be in my mouth. There's no other way I can get into the presence of God that will move me to another level in him except I in my consciousness, in my subconsciousness, I have already determined that this is what I'm going to do. Come hell or high water, this is what I'm going to do. This is my response. Tell me, Jesus. Ah. It is an intentional thing. Now, I don't, just, I don't just haphazardly fall into this thing. I get into it intentionally. And then finally, I'm closing on this. My pursuit to the next level is a challenging pursuit. And I can't run away from the challenges. What I do is I am committed. And I put this in my spirit. I am committed to overcome any obstacle that gets in my way. Because I got to get to my next level. I will not be chased off by, by, by negativity. But I am determined that the dreams and the vision that I have, it's, it's enough for me to rise to the level of the challenge and make it through. I'm almost done. Let me give you this, these thoughts. It is a calculated pursuit. It is a conscious pursuit. It is a challenging pursuit. But God puts something in you. That enables you to meet every challenge, to fight every battle, and to win the war. You see, as I close, problems are simply a divine opportunity for your creativity. That's what it is. And you see, God created you with creativity so that you would be creative in your creation. Uh, there's no mountain high, there's no valley low, <laughs> no river wide enough to keep you away from your movement. You, you will advance. You have to advance. You have to increase. You've got to go to your next level. So who, who are you today? Where are you? Where are you in your pursuit for life itself? Jesus said, I've come that you may have life that you may have it more abundantly, the exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think should be happening in your life. And it's time for us as the church, as the people of God, to rise to this next level. It's next level. That's what we're looking forward to. It's next level for your, for your family, for your children. And some of you only got no children yet, but, but you're setting the stage for it. You don't want to be single the, all your rest of your life. If Jesus tarries, you want to, you want to, okay, that, that's another session. But to get to your next level, it has to be a conscious pursuit. It has to be a, a pursuit that you have, watch this, you have prepared yourself for. After all Paul has gone through, he concludes, but yet I still press because there is more. Let me, let me stop. I'm going to pray with you. There is more for you. And let me challenge you and tell you it's the more it's not right here. The more is your seeking him for next level. The more is your praying more for next 
level. Your more is fasting for next level. Your more is reading the word for next level. I press. I press. I will not accidentally fall into something, but I will intentionally grow into something and become Manamashaya, the thing, the person that God has called me to be. Let, uh, let me pray for you. Father in heaven, I thank you for this incredible opportunity to share with the people of God the pure word that I believe to be uh, the, the launching pad for so many. Because you indeed want to bring us to a new level of experiencing, not just, well, yes, experiencing you, but not just experiencing you, but a new level of living, a new level of life, new level of life itself. Lord, you sent your son, Jesus Christ, so that we would have life and that we may have it more abundantly over, exceeding abundantly over and over again. So, Lord, I pray for those that are listening, those that are watching, that you bring increase to their lives in ways that they never experienced it before. In Jesus' name. Now listen, hey, listen, hey, listen, hey, you've been on this long. I don't know who you are. I don't know where you are. But if you never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is your next level. Today is your new day of living for real. And that is through the Lord Jesus Christ. I hope today that as you heard the word today, as you've been in the presence of the Lord, and you may not have been in person in church, but the presence of the Lord has been in your homes. It's been in your apartments. It's been in your cars. It's wherever you are, it's right there. And if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please pray this quick prayer with me? Say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I'm godly sorry, Lord. And I accept you today as my Savior and Lord. I believe your word over my life. You died for my sins. You was buried and you rose again. And according to your word, come on, say this. According to your word, Lord, I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe in my heart that he died for my sins and was raised from the dead. And I accept today salvation for my soul. Healing for my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, listen, if you prayed that prayer this morning for the first time, or maybe you're backsliding, you're coming back to the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know. But however you're coming, it's next level for you. It's a new way of living for you. Please go on our website. Go on the website. Let us know that you made a decision for Jesus Christ. I don't know what the website. It'll come up on the bottom of the screen or the top of the screen or the side of the screen. Or just go ahead and Google us. Epiphany Church. You'll find us. And please, somewhere, let us know that you heard the word of the Lord today. And you're ready to move to a new level. The next level for your life through Jesus Christ. Hey, listen, it was my pleasure talking with you today. Thank you, Pastor, for letting me come. Until we meet again, I don't know when that will be, but I'm sure it'll be soon. Grace and peace be unto you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. God bless y'all. I love y'all. Peace out.